everybody. Welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And joining us this week is my wife, Anna. Hello. We didn't talk about what I was saying. So. <laughs> uh, my wife, Kristen. Hi. And my wife, Romana. So this week, because we've been doing a romance and rom-com themed month in February, we decided to let our wives pick films out for us to watch. And they are here to tell us why they had us watch them and talk about them. And I think we're going to go in chronological order. So I think the first film up is Anna's pick, But I'm a Cheerleader. Want to tell us a little bit about I'm a Cheerleader? But I'm a Cheerleader? Sure. So this was a 1999 rom-com directed by Jamie Babbitt. It had Clea Duvall and Natasha Leone amongst other people. And the summary is that a naive teenager was sent to rehab camp when her straight-laced parents and friends suspect her of being a lesbian. Um, but it is a rom-com. Like, it's not... It's a rom-com. It's funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that you had to make sure we know that. <laughs> Because you can read that description and be like, this is going to be a serious movie that's going to have, like, yeah. a sad ending. You can move it a doesn't... little bit closer, I think. There we go. We're married, for, for, for Christ's sake. Don't, don't, don't worry about not getting too close to me. Uh, <laughs> so, when was the first time you saw this movie? Uh, when I was in high school, I would say. I don't know. I've seen it so many times, okay. I don't remember. Okay, well, I guess a better question is, why, why this movie? Why did you have us watch this movie? I've had us watch this movie because I've been trying to make my husband watch this movie for like four years now, and he never wants to. And what I'm a like, jerk! Oh, what a jerk! Movie. It's such a happy movie. It just makes you feel good. It has a happy ending. It's a fun movie. Okay. All the best cast, and yet you never want to watch it. Yeah, I've never seen this movie before. <laughs> I has think it, you just hate RuPaul. Has anyone else seen this movie or heard of it? Mm, never even heard no. of it. I've heard of it before, but oh, never you? watched it. It was on a watch mojo list. I oh, oh, okay. So. Yeah. No, I haven't <laughs> even heard of it. All right. Um, so I guess let's get into our thoughts on the movie. Who wants to go first? I'll go. Okay. I have, I, I spent a while <laughs> I thinking, I, I spent a while thinking about my thoughts. Uh, so I think that if I had seen this movie when I was in high school or even around the nineties, I would have, this would have been like my movie. Like this would have been so cool to me because like, this is, movie came out in the age when, like, Ross on Friends was still making the she's married to a woman joke. And, like, this movie is so, like, progressive for its time. 2021, it's a little bit ham-fisted. Where, like, there is no part of this movie that isn't like, this is okay, rehabilitation camp is wrong, this is bad, and, like, I, I appreciated what it was doing. It was a fun movie, but I don't know if I'd watch it again. It, it, it's a lot of satire, I think. And I think that if you don't know it's satire, then it might not work as well in 2021. Um, right. But as satire, I think it works great still. Um, Ryan, what do you guys think? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, the whole conversion, like camp therapy thing, um, when I was like, I was a born again Christian for about four years. And so this came up occasionally in discussions like this whole topic. And with my experience with people who believed in that type of stuff, like those camps and then seeing this movie, 
it was one of those things where to me like the topic is such a serious tone that some of the humor didn't for the topic i kind of wish the movie was a tad more serious but then again like the fact that it was 1999 ahead of its time and it kind of goes to what like devin was saying like it was really forcing the stuff in your face for you know like nowadays but with my with the way that i see this like topic and how dead set i am against it it was one of those things where like i get what they were doing with the humor it just a lot of the humor was lost on me because of like me just like going in the back of my head going i hate this lady running the camp i can't believe that they're trying to like turn this into a lighthearted thing when this is a very 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 serious issue so there's a lot of baggage that i have in the background for this um and i don't Kristen kind of comes from the same background that I do, and she kind of had the same experience. Well, she she, she had kind of the same reaction I did to it. Okay. So, like, I, I mean, like, I totally get what they were doing. I'm completely behind it. It's just the humor, and I kind of felt like this movie was one part the guy that made Cryberry. I mean, Cryberry. The movie was, like, one, one, one part Crybaby, one part... Tim Burton's Edward Scissorhands and they <laughs> threw them together and that's what like the style was for this and then you got the topic and everything else I just said so it was one of those things like I get it I appreciate it it's just I have a lot of baggage back there as to like how I took this movie <laughs> so for some background on the movie Jamie Babbitt wanted to make the gay clueless was part of it her mother okay. ran um, kind of a halfway house for alcoholics and a lot of the things that she grew up seeing, she was kind of like, I don't necessarily know if all of this, like, there were things like different songs that she would hear, like, later in life, where she's like, oh, like, we totally changed all the lyrics in those songs to make them, like, anti-drugs and anti-drinking songs when they're really not. And there's a cut scene from the movie where they do that with making songs and changing them to be, like, not gay and, like, straight is better. So, like, she was trying to do yeah. stuff with that, but she was also trying to make a happy... LGBT movie because up till this point, generally speaking, somebody dies at the end. And if they took this topic and went like the straight laced route and were like, this is a serious movie, you would have ended up having the, uh, what's that Robin Williams movie? Patch Adams? No, not Patch Adams. Going back early 90s. Popeye. No, where they all stand on the desks. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, Dead Poets uh, Society. Dead Poets Society ending. Yeah. Like, realistically, yeah. if they went the straightforward right. route of this, you'd have had the, and then somebody dies again. Because, so she was trying to do something more revolutionary and just having, like, yeah, we're going the John Waters route. Like, that was intentional. That's why Mink stole yeah. is the mom. She was used in, like, all of his movies. So, to pick up on the, like, yeah, this is like Crybaby, of course it is, because they were trying to do kind of an homage to um, that director. Um, but yeah, like I definitely understand where you'd come and it got criticized much later for not being more serious as a look of it. Whereas when it came out, it wasn't at all. Cause nobody was even talking about this topic. She was just trying to be like, yeah. let's talk about this topic and let's mm -hmm. turn it around and give us a happy fun movie and not a movie for the straight people to just learn a lesson. Like let's make a movie for the <laughs> gay people to have fun was literally what she was going for. So there's a lot going on with it, but I, I just really yeah. enjoy it. I it saw felt it a in little school, so. <laughs> right. Well, that's a good. Yeah. And I, it felt a little Mel Brooks to me, where like Mel Brooks will like portray the Nazis as these like very silly people to deflate who they are and take the wind out of their sails. And I feel like that's what they were doing with the conversion camp. 
where they're like, okay, let's deflate this whole thing. Especially when you have yeah. uh, RuPaul in there as one of the as the counselors. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was RuPaul and, and, and until the movie was over, and I was looking stuff up, and I'm like, who is RuPaul in this? I didn't see RuPaul in this, and I saw I was like, I was like, RuPaul's playing Mike, Mike. I was like, I think that's the first time I I ever saw RuPaul not being what I depict RuPaul always looks like. I mean, <laughs> it was the first time I've seen him with facial hair. Yes. Um, other yes. than that, I didn't recognize him at first, but I was like, "Oh, okay." It took it took me a second, but I figured it out. Um, I should have by those legs, though. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. I mean, you. I mean, RuPaul is always wearing a dress, always showing leg. Okay, he was always wearing shorts in the movie, so. Okay, I'm the only one. Okay, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm on board. I'm I've seen so much drag race where I'm like, yeah, of course you should have recognized him. Yeah. Have Have you guys watched any drag race, RuPaul's Drag Race at all? I did, yes. Yeah. How, how is he in that compared to this? Oh my God, it's so different. It's, it not, was just not the we- same. It was just weird, honestly. It was like, yeah, it's not the RuPaul I'm used to. Did we ever Listen. watch any of that? think so yeah because we watched slips. like the movie magic one right yeah okay okay well this is why i like watching movies with romana because we were about 10 minutes into the movie 20 and i go is that main character the lady from orange is the new black <laughs> <laughs> natasha leone yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah natasha Le- yeah <laughs> yeah i it took me that long and then she had to point out that it was rupaul for me Ryan, what do you know? Michelle did you? Also young. Mm-hmm. Ryan, did you recognize Natasha Leone from anything? Uh, before we even started it, uh, I asked Kristen. I was like, it, it, "Is she the one from Orange Is the New Black?" Okay. Because from the seasons you've had me watch, like I really like her character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, she's also in American Pie. She's like one of that Russian Doll. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. And she's on. A, she has a Netflix show called Russian Doll, which I highly recommend yeah. if you haven't seen it. Uh, the second season should be coming out soon. I think they filmed it. So. But, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, how was this then? Re- I, and Anna, you talked about this a little bit. How was this movie received when it came out? Because, like, my my thing is, I bet it's super like impressive. It was panned by the critics. They absolutely what? hated it. They were like, "This is preachy. Like, this is." trying to mainstream homosexuality um there was some of that there was yeah it was not it didn't go over well amongst the critics but um it amongst younger people and especially amongst the community that it was aimed at it was huge like it's very beloved amongst the lgbt community mainly because it's like for the for a long time it was the only one with a happy ending like It really is, and it it is the rom-com ending where, like, she comes out and does her cheer, spoiler alert. Um, So it has that, but yeah, this was, when it came out, the critics hated it and gave it horrible reviews, but it came out, like, it it did well later. The biggest thing when it came out was it was being boycotted a lot. Like, there were all sorts of different religious groups that were like, no, we're not doing this, like, you can't make this movie. And then also the MPAA tried to give it an NC-17 rating. What? Yeah. Wow. That that's the rating on this is something I want to talk about because I cannot believe this is rated R. Like what 
what in the world makes this rated R except for the fact that it was graded in 1999? I mean, is that it? There, I mean, there are F-bombs in it. Like, Jamie Babbitt says well, if that, it came that out is now, true. she thinks it would be rated G. And I'm like, well, girl, like, you dropped the F-bomb like six times at least in this. So it's not going to be rated G. <laughs> but, yeah, it was... She had a cut to scene. So she had a cut the scene of Natasha Leone after she has her dream about Graham. Like they, they kind of cropped it cause it was a full shot and then they had to do the half waist and make it shorter. And then the sex scene was she, um, she didn't actually ask the actresses if they were okay with doing nude scenes until it got closer to the time. Cause this was her first feature. Like she'd only done short films and oh. neither one of them was okay with it. So she's like, okay, we have to shoot around. They're wearing like old lady pinafores. How are we going to make this cute? And so she's like, we'll use shadows and have it be dark. And so the MPAA were like, we don't know what's going on, but we know there's a lot of like bad dark stuff because it's all shot in darkness. <laughs> And she's like, it's shot in darkness to hide their old lady nightgowns. And so she had to, like, lighten it up and cut a lot of that. And she had to cut a line about, um, like, one of the girls asks Natasha, like, did she go down on you? And they had to cut that out. But they didn't have to cut out the line where RuPaul's like, do you guys want to go down with me? And they're all like, yes. <laughs> like, they didn't have to cut that. So it's, you you learn a lot if you actually watch that documentary that came out a few years ago um, about censorship about censorship where they like had Kevin Smith and they mm. had a bunch of people where you find out like the things that they cut and like they went into like the MPAA board and it was supposed to be run by parents but like some of the parents that voted for that to be NC17 like their kids were like 26 Mm-hmm. where it's like what is that going to do to your kids That's that that's adults? one of the biggest problems with the MPAA is that people who sh- who are on it, on it shouldn't be anymore because it's a council of parents but when their kids age out they should not be responsible for th- deciding yeah. what everything's rated and and Kevin Smith has had many run-ins with them because also in 99 he had dogma come out and in the same religious groups probably protested that along with Kevin yeah. Smith who got dragged <laughs> into a protest for dogma <laughs> so <laughs> Because yeah, um, one thing I noticed, because I wanted to, this movie interested me enough to go in and look at the, I this is like going into Facebook comments, but I went into the reviews on uh, on uh, um, IMDb, and I just went in just to read, to read them, and I found reviews from like 2003, 2002 on oh, there, wow. and those were the most, they were bad, like, just... The amount of toxicity coming out of those reviews was horrible. Like, this one person went on a, I think it was almost like a 15-paragraph rant about yeah. how um, she believes that people under the age of 17 shouldn't see the movie. Okay. Even though you had American Pie yeah. come out that same year, and you had Cruel Intentions come out that same year, neither of which in danger of getting NC-17, and they... Both had way more explicit stuff going on, so the MPAA yep. tried mm-hmm. to say it wasn't because of the homosexuality, but it's kind of like, well, then what was it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's gross. I don't like yeah. that. Yeah, me neither. Do we have a different system over here for movie grading? Is it? It's not the MPAA, right? Like. I actually not know. I think you do. <laughs> I don't know what the council is, but I, I know you have different ratings over there. It's just the queen and how offended she gets when she watches something. Yeah. Yep. If she goes, oh, it's an R. Like, she it's my guess. She was totally against Jason Biggs uh, having fun with a pie, but <laughs> when it comes to but I'm a cheerleader, she's like, no. No. No, not Off that. Off with its head. 
Uh, every time a corgi runs out of the room, it adds another notch onto the movie. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> All right. Any other final thoughts on But I'm a Cheerleader? I really love the color scheme in that movie, right away. It's so colorful. I did too. I really, I kind of liked it. It what what I noticed was the colors in the in the text at the beginning reminded me a lot of Austin Powers, which I don't know if it was like a late nineties <laughs> sexual themed movie thing, but uh, I wish I could. Oh my god, I cannot unsee it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you put Soul Bossa Nova over those credits, it works just the same. <laughs> it was that colorization is what I got the whole crybaby and the Edwards, mm. uh, the Tim Burton like feel to it. Like that's that's yeah. where I got that from. It it only irritated me um, with the blue color. I for some uh, for some reason I did not like that shade of blue, and it was irritating. I know that's really weird <laughs> and really specific, but I. I don't like that shade of blue. I mean, that's part of why the critics hated it. Not even lying. They were like, we hate these colors. Why is it so colorful? Like, this is just a knockoff of John Waters, and we hate him, too. Like, it, <laughs> it Something I didn't bring up is I just really love the idea of just, like, a house full of semi-militant homosexual people in a town. Like, I think that's so funny. Oh, we need more of that. Right. <laughs> like they're all walking around like the two lead like people there the they're just walking around in like military fatigues all day why what's weird is the one the short guy i i recognize him from other stuff he's the yeah. he's the guy in back to the future back to the future 2 who says i think he sold his wallet after marty knocks oh out gift <laughs> and he's he all is. he's also he was also on <laughs> Even Stevens on Disney Channel back in the early 2000s. And the Who other was one's he? Bolt I, I think he was a teacher. Hmm? The other one's Bull oh. from Night Court for anybody, for anybody okay. that like, watched Night Court. <laughs> that might be the only Night one. Court. He was Bull. It's, no, it's a good Bull. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the thing about the camo thing is like it's the um it's the late nineties. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I own several pair of camo looking clothing for style purposes. So I mean, it wouldn't have you know the whole camo thing was cool. It didn't put any you know flags up for me because like oh it's nineteen ninety nine. They're in camo, <laughs> stylish. Like <laughs> I've never owned camo ever. I've I've owned a dress. I've never owned camo. You well. You can't beat me oh, there because yeah. oh. I have a Princess Leia costume in the closet. Oh, hold on. <laughs> you own a dress? Look, I have this rule, all right, where if somebody buys me a gift, I have to use it. Okay. Because somebody thought enough about me to spend money on me to get me a thing. I want to show appreciation for that. There are some people who would take advantage of that. One of those people bought me a dress. Had to use it. What did you use it for? <laughs> Hold on. Someone in chat just said we're the perfect uh, evolution of beards. Yeah. Yeah, I think we are. I'm here. I'm, yeah. here. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did I use the dress for? Yeah. I, ha- I wore it once uh, and they took pictures because they thought it was hilarious. And then I took it off and never wore it again. Okay. I mean, yeah. I I didn't like go out on the town in a dress or anything like that. Like, I'm not that brave. Devin, you've been on the show a year and a half now. I've known you for almost 20 years. This is the first I'm hearing of this. 
rule that you have. <laughs> and all I will, I've had it forever. And all I will say is noted. No. Uh, <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> um, so let's go. Let's talk about the evolution of beards. Which which phase is? Ryan's the starter one. Ryan's starter. Am I middle I think, phase? I think, I think you're you're like the yeah. Because I just trimmed like my the beard. Charmeleon. Your your girlfriends are understanding. I take one of my girlfriend's shirt, and suddenly we have to talk. Well, we just learned <laughs> that like, no. gender roles are not everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I yeah. think I think I'm like the I think I'm like the Charizard of beards. That's how I want to think of me. <laughs> I'm the Charmeleon. Is he the middle? Yeah, Charmeleon. One? Yeah. yeah, he's the middle one. And Ryan's the Charmander. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you put my fire out, I die. The problem is you're not getting my fire out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, moving on yeah. <laughs> to Romana's pick for us to watch, which was Bridget Jones's Diary. Romana, go ahead and take it away. Yeah. <laughs> well, my pick was Bridget Jones' Diary. was released in 2001, directed by Sharon McGuire, stars Renee Zellweger, Hugh Grant, and Colin Firth. It's about a girl that lives in London, like we are, <laughs> and looks for love and has, like, a weight, like issue i guess that she wants to straw like like yeah how do you say that she wants to improve herself wants to improve and like with the drinking and the smoking and like search for love that's basically all i have for you okay <laughs> <laughs> i i just love this movie i don't know i don't remember when i watched it because i it's been watching on repeat and i kind of had the same as anna i i like was bugging to Devin. Like, watch this movie. And, like, it's weird because I always watched it with his sisters and then we drink on it <laughs> and they make a drinking game out of it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's it's a fun, like, feel good movie, I guess. What What is the Bridget Jones's Diary drinking game? Because now I need to know the rules. <laughs> yeah. Is it every time she drinks, drink? Yeah, that is one. Okay. Um, one. Every one time when she has a cigarette in her hands, I believe. Um, oh my God. Oh, wow. When, wow. When she's narrating, so that's mostly all of the movie. <laughs> so. <laughs> How are you still alive? <laughs> right? <laughs> Especially when there are two sequels. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I had seen. I don't know how I was alive. <laughs> I, I think I have seen parts of this movie. Like on TBS, but I don't count that for anything because it's TBS. Um, but it was a long time ago. But I think I remember most of this movie from just the commercials. Like the whole bit with her answering the phone, phone, uh, sex goddess Bridget Jones, how may I help you? It's like, oh, hi, mom. Like, I was like, I remember that from the commercials because they would play that bit all the time. Brian, how about you? <laughs> um, yeah, this is actually a movie that Kristen showed me when we were dating. Um, and, I mean, it's fun. We like it. Uh, personally, I like the second one more. Um, oh, wow. So, Devin, like, please run with that because oh, you I will. Will, you, 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 you'll enjoy it, believe me. But, I mean, it's it's fun. I um, I like the character. I like the guys. Uh, it, it's a fun movie. Devin, what did you think? Yes, yeah, so I ended up liking this a lot more than I thought I would. Um, 
There were a couple parts that I was like, ooh, like a little bit weird about, and and I'll I, I can talk a little bit about those, but. Overall, I thought it was, I mean I thought her narration was fun, and sometimes narration like turns me off in a movie. Uh, but I thought this was a really good example of it. And I don't know, I was interested enough in like the the characters' backgrounds, like the whole like Colin Firth, Hugh Grant, like who did what to who. Like I I thought that was cool enough. And uh, I know that Chat said the only reason they watched this movie was Hugh Grant. After watching this movie, Colin Firth can get it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. No, I... Yeah. <laughs> that end scene where she's like, good guys don't kiss like that. And he said, I forget the line, but I was like... Whoo. Oh, it wasn't that for me. Like, I don't... I'm like, <laughs> I'm like indifferent on Colin Firth for most things. But when he yeah. comes back, he's like, okay, outside. And just like beats the shit out of Hugh Grant. And I was like... Good for you, Colin Firth. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love I love Colin Firth, so I, I think I really liked him in this movie. I think a little bit more than you, Grant. I'm sorry. <laughs> Both have had very different careers since this movie. Like, Hugh Grant's now, like, the gangster in all the Guy Ritchie movies, and Colin Firth is still making rom-coms. <laughs> it's true though. No, he was in Kingsman. Oh yeah, Kingsman. Kingsman. I I always forget about that one. Yeah. We still need to watch the second one. I know Elton John's in it. Yeah. Um. So wait, Anna, have have you seen? I don't think I heard from you, Anna. Have you seen this one? I saw it like when it first came out, and I didn't like it. Um, I liked it better this time, but it's still not one I'd watch again. And I think it's just because, well, like, I've read so many no- ro- romance novels, and it's it gets old. The like, I need to lose weight, and I'm obsessed with my weight and trying to improve. Like, so that kind of, and then like her sleeping with the wrong guy. I'm like, I've definitely seen this before. Like, this was mm-hmm. funnier than I think a lot of other ones, but I think I was just so like when I first saw it, I was like, I'm tired of these tropes, and so it was like <laughs> that kind of rage of like I'm sick of these tropes. Whereas this time, I'm like, oh, this isn't as bad, but like I definitely know why I hated it when it first came out. Well, you brought up a good you brought up a good point that I genuinely didn't like about the movie is that she kept telling you her weight and was so obsessed with it that when they had that time skip and she was like, I'm 140 pounds, I was like, mm, she gained weight. And like I don't like that I thought that, and that made me feel gross. Yeah, that probably doesn't age well at all. Mm. Um I know they skipped that in number three. Like they don't address that anymore at all. Like the weight thing, so I think it just didn't age well. Because famously, she packed on weight for this role, for yeah. for the she first. Oh, I didn't for know the, that for the first two, first and then two. the third one she didn't. And outside of Bridget Jones, Renee Zellweger is like real thin. Um, especially oh, in yeah, really thin. especially in uh, Judy, where she plays Judy Garland and won the Oscar. Um, oh wow. So yeah, that was in that like, I think it was just more of I think for the third one it was like a health thing. She didn't want to have to pack on all that weight again. So, but looking at this that one, it's sense. like she's she doesn't seem that big in this. No. Yeah, she seems. No, not yeah. really. Um, when you when you have somebody on their own, like it doesn't really stand out. But then when you have them paired with with you know like somebody else the whole time, it 
it'll really stand out. And the example I have is like with um, uh, I Love Lucy, uh, her counterpart, like she, her, you know, like her, uh, the actress who was supposed to be the older neighbor, Mm -hmm. they were close to the same age. And the older neighbor wasn't that, you know, she wasn't really that heavy, but, or, or am I thinking about Christmas Story? I'm thinking about Christmas Story. Not Christmas Story. White Christmas. I'm sorry. My my brain is jumbled. Anyway, it's White right. Christmas. White Christmas. We went on such a journey um, there. I know. I know you did. I'm sorry. I was with you the I'm whole sorry. way, too. Having kind of technical difficulties over here at the same okay. time. So I'm trying to do that and oh. talk. But, All right. but anyway, on a White Christmas, you had the one actress who was the dancer who was super thin. And so it made her counterpart look heavier but she wasn't heavier the reason why she looked heavier was because she was standing next to somebody who was dealing with weight issues and mm-hmm. so i feel like it's one of those things with this like bridget jones's character didn't really look that big because it was just her there wasn't anybody they were really bouncing her off of to really tell hey thanks for the follow there polar knights oh thanks that's awesome i'm happy to hear you back too yes um so so, Kristen, I had a, a question about, like, you showing Ryan this for the first time. Um, I'm not entirely sure she can hear us. Um, but, Ryan, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. How was, what was that date night like where she was like, I'm going to introduce you to Bridget Jones? Like, was it because she loved the movie or was it just like, we need something to watch, this is on? I got voice. I got sound. You got sound again? Oh, oh cool. Nice. Okay. okay, excellent. We so, asked the question. Yeah, so back to... <laughs> so, Kristen, yeah. when you made Ryan watch this movie first, was it because I... It was... You were like, I love this movie. We need to watch it. Was it like, ah, it's on TBS and Renee Zellweger? Or were you like, you know, this movie defines me. We can't start a relationship <laughs> until you see this. Um, I think we watched it... Did we watch it on DVD? I think, I think my watched. mom had the DVD and we uh-huh. watched it um, just like as a regular movie night. Yeah. Uh, it was probably while we were still dating. It was. Before we moved down here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was a big fan of Colin Firth, um, especially Yay. being an English major. And he was in the TV adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. He was Mr. Oh. Darcy. Oh, of so course he Mark was. Darcy, you know, so there's that connection. I kind of love him. Why do I get the feeling that that's the next thing on Devin's watch list is <laughs> Pride and Prejudice with... Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's well, good. Yeah. Uh, one thing I have to say, too, is back when we first, uh, uh, first started dating, you got to understand, mm-hmm. like, I was your typical, like, uh, was it was 2007, right, that we started mm-hmm. dating? So mm-hmm. I was 23? I think at that point. And mm-hmm. so I was single and all of my movies were like 300, Constantine, Gladiator, yes. The Matrix, like all these, you know, like. Give me all oh, yeah, the like, Zack Snyder. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, so, you know, because of that, like I'd be showing Kristen like Gladiator and 300 and Constantine and like element. The Matrix. Uh, Ooh, fifth Element. Fifth, fifth, fifth Element and stuff like that. So like, I feel like she was trying to balance all of the, all of the t- 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 uh, um, testosterone away from the TV. Yep. Um, <laughs> 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 like, I got to stop this now. Yeah, so basically. This, this brings up a good question I wanted to ask everyone. What was your guys' first movie dates? Oh. <laughs> For us, it was, it was our very first date. We went out to dinner, 
And then the local theater in State College was playing the Oscar-nominated live-action shorts. So we got tickets to that. So that was our first date. So Okay. Uh, We went to go see the Simpsons movie. Was that our first? That was our first date. We went to go see the Simpsons movie. Our very first date. That, nice. that had to have been probably that, that was the best experience because <laughs> neither one of I mean because because I mean like okay so Ralph is is it Ralphie that goes da 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 that Ralph Wiggins like, yeah, yeah 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 that like I, I was nervous I'm sure she was nervous and then that happened and we both just started laughing hysterically <laughs> and that and so the Simpsons him he was our icebreaker I think yeah. Ralph Wiggins that yeah. Yeah, so Aww. Ralph was our housebreaker because that really loosened our like our our the nervousness. I think. Yes. Yeah, Aww. our relationship was built on the Simpsons. Yeah, it was built on the Simpsons. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Rock in danger. Solid foundation. <laughs> <laughs> Devin, how about you guys? Yeah, that's it. No, I honestly don't. Well, we never really had like a first date. Like, yeah, we of the long distance. So yeah, we had like a weird start to our relationship where like. So, we like met and then like talked online for a while and then I got nervous and stopped talking because I'm nervous and then a year later picked it back up and then just spent like what two weeks together yeah like after six months back talking we yeah. I went to the states and yeah I don't know if we went to a movie theater I, sh- I know we went I know to the a movie first theater, time yeah. you came to me we watched uh, Fast and Furious yeah we did <laughs> that's the first one I because <laughs> gonna... there was nothing else that was like playing and I remember that he was like for first time to a like Dutch theater with like Dutch subtitles and everything so I think that was the I think first. that was it Probably yeah that was the first one I saw. okay. I love it. Yeah. I love that that's my first one. Yeah, Fast and Furious from all the movies. Side note, I, <laughs> I love the movie going on in chat right now. Uh, Polar Knights recommended a sci-fi movie where the hobbits travel in the Stargate looking for the one ring to unite the planet of Hogwarts against the evil Jedi on the Battlestar. Yeah, that's the movie I want to watch. Live long and may the force be with you. Oh, I'm hurt. Always. <laughs> I want that. I want what they're. I want that movie. Yeah. I want that movie. I want it. I want it. So I, I had, I had a question like that for you guys, like for everyone, because I want everyone's answer here. Did you guys, at any point, have a diary slash journal, and did it get you in trouble? And I'll start. Yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a journal for all of my little teenage feelings. Uh, and then one of my parents found the journal and went, too many teenage feelings. And then uh, <laughs> we had to, we had serious talks about that. I didn't know. No? Yeah, I never had a journal. I think I tried, but I, I'm, I was just too lazy to follow through with it. <laughs> um, how about you? I did, and it never got me in trouble because I wrote in code. Um, me and my friends invented a secret code when we were in fourth grade and I continued that code. And so reading my journal now, like I hate myself because I'm like, why did I do this? What were the secrets that I had? Like my secrets were literally, and then I went to the fun shop and we bought like (laughs) a figurine for my mother. Like, like it wasn't anything bad. 
it was like, and then on AOL Instant Messenger, I figured out a way that I can make myself look like I'm not online so that people don't bother me while still being online before they had the private feature. Like, that's all it is, where I'm like, why did I need to code this? Like, it's more suspicious that it's in code than if I just was writing this stupid, like, nothing I feel. Secret. I feel like if your parents found that, they would have you committed. <laughs> I mean, my AOL Instant Messenger was more what got me in trouble. Leaving yeah. that open and then my dad reading it and thinking I was being assaulted <laughs> on a regular basis. Oh, no. Because we had a lot of really gross inside jokes, which I'm not going to mention here, but there were a lot of them where I look back and I'm like, yeah, that was dark. And then my dad would read it and be like, is this really happening? Like, do we need to go to the police? And I'm like, no, dad. Like, why are you so lame? It's clearly a joke. Not why so, are you so, so lame, dad? dad. Really shoot thousands. Get with it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Ryan, how about you? Yeah. Um, I I'm dyslexic. I didn't keep a journal. Mm. And if you did, because... it would be in code. <laughs> <laughs> it would be in natural. <laughs> it would be in natural code. It would be in natural. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I I mean, I seriously did try at one point, and I think I got like a like a sentence in and figured out that the only words I could properly spell were like, and, and the, and the, and them. And then I was done. I was like, I bet there's no way I'm doing this. And so then I tried, I did try. And my parents actually bought me it, um, a voice recorder, like, you know, like doctors would have. So like, I would like hit record and record for the day. Um, and I did that for about three days and I was like, Oh, I wonder what these sound like. And as a 15 year old, I heard what I sounded like (laughs) and I threw the cassette away. (laughs) <laughs> and 20 years later you have a podcast and 20 years right. later i have a podcast yeah i love how you, and you, i listen i love how your go-to is like doctors have not like like kevin McAllister has in home alone too yes yes oh my <laughs> first thought was like a star trek captain i was like please tell me you were like it is stardate like and went off every because that would be amazing star stardate supplemental like well, that would be really funny Okay, so coming from my experience, all you guys know, like, I have a lot of medical issues. Yeah. So, like, my experience with, like, voice recorders would, would be, like, my specialist that I always saw down in Philly. Um, at, like, dur- like, during our appointments, like, as we talked, he would stop, turn on his little tiny little, like, mic thing and make notes. And then say, and then, like, he would literally say period. He would like say a sentence, period, space, yeah. next sentence, and then say it. And then period, space, next, you know, thing. And then he would just go from there. And so that's why, like, I, I even told my parents, I was like, is there a way that we can get myself a voice recorder like Dr. Canning has so I can do like oh. a journal? And they were okay. like, yeah, sure. And so I got the tiny little, like, like, like the real tiny little cassette tapes, <laughs> like the real tiny ones, because it was literally a brick, like uh. Uh, recorder. And... Yeah, and now when I'm at work, I listen to our podcast to make sure that everything sounds okay, like the yeah. like the same day. So I mean, I went from throwing the the actual cassette away to purposely listening to us ramble on for an hour. <laughs> I love that journey for you, Ryan. Yes, thank you, <laughs> Kristen. How about you? Did you keep a diary? I didn't. I think I was a very boring child <laughs> and young young adult. Um, <laughs> So I never really had much to write about. Um, I remember as a kid going to one of the scholastic book fairs and getting like a little uh, diary with a lock on it and it had kittens on it. And Mm -hmm. I remember 
writing in it, but I'm pretty sure it was just, like, mash games and, like, doodles and things like that. I never actually wrote my day-to-day thoughts. Okay. It's like no. pictures of Colin Firth yeah. on each and, page. No. Yeah. yeah no. She, and, and when we were dating, uh, um, like, I was in your room, and I thought I found something that might have been her journal. Um, and it was a, it was a box that had like just stuff like taped on it, you know, like, you know, like we would all have just stuff that we were interested in taped on it. Like, Ooh, I wonder what's in here. This is like two years after we started dating. So this isn't like me (laughs) snooping like six months in. Yeah. Um, so like I found the box, I'm like, what's in here? And it was just, you know, stuff that we would all probably keep like letters and stuff like that. And pictures of your friends. Were you, were you, chat needs to know, were you specifically looking for a journal? Were you like, what secrets can I find? Or was it just like, oh, a box? It crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we could be honest about it. It, it, it crossed my mind. And, and the, the, the one thing, too, I actually got a little excited because, like, one of my favorite bands is uh, um, Incubus. And she had the lead singer of Incubus um, from the album after uh, the one with uh, Stellar on it. I forget the name of the albums, but the, the album that they had after the one with the single Stellar. Um, it was a picture of him taped on it, and I was like, oh, cool. I didn't know that she liked Incubus. It's, you just thought he was cute. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> I probably out of a magazine. I, know. I was like, oh, I got to grow my hair out. Okay, I got to grow my hair <laughs> So do we have anything else on Bridget Jones's diary? I have one thing, okay. and this line bugged me all day. So Bridget Jones's mom is getting back together with his dad. She goes, will you take me back? And he goes, he says something like, no. And then he goes, I'm just joking, you daft cow. Is that because you're, you're the one that like said, you're the one that said, oh, like, you know, it's like, I think he calls her a cow here. And he you does. I'd be so right. mean about that. You know, no, it's I like. said he, it's rude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You said it was rude. And then, of course, it's like the scene happens. And I'm like, what? They're just like playfully talking. They're a couple. Like, Don't that's... call me a cow. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Here's my headcanon for that scene. He has built up years of resentment against her. And only like happened then that it like built up. And he's like, I'm going to get my one shot in right now. And it's going to be the word daft next to the word cow. And she's going to be fine with it. And then that's why he chose those words at that point. And I just it, assumed it was a British thing. That's what I thought, too. To be fair, she also left him. What? She also left him. So it's like a slit. Like, it's, oh, yeah. but it's so rude. Like, if you ever called me a daft cow, I'd be so upset. But then you kind of deserve it if you leave me <laughs> for another guy. <laughs> no. Wait, wait, Fair. You know what? You, Fair. If you left her for Colin Firth, then you'd be a if I left, cow. If I left you for, and, and you'd be allowed yeah. to call me that. Yeah, I think that, I feel like that is a British thing. Like, I've heard that in other things, too. It must be less offensive here. Yeah. Also, this movie reminded me that I can't use the word pants for my pants. Because pants Why? here are underwear. Oh. I'm wearing trousers. Forgot that was the real rule. Thank you for letting me catch that before I made that mistake in a job interview. (laughs) (laughs) The life lessons that you learned from Bridget Jones's diary. Exactly. (laughs) All right. 
I think we're good to move on to our final film for the night. Kristen's pick, which was The Switch with Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston. Yes. Okay, hold on. I'm pulling up IMDb here. <laughs> All right. So, The Switch came out in 2010. Um, the major actors, Jason Bateman, Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston, Patrick Wilson, and Jeff Goldblum. Um, who else is in it? Oh, Julia, Julia Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I can't mm-hmm. talk. That's okay. Um, I don't remember the first time I saw this movie. It had to have been once we moved down here. Yeah, it was. Um, so it had to have been... I can't imagine it was on TV. So we must have seen it on a streaming service. Um, but it's just a, a movie about a girl and a guy. She wants to be an independent woman and raise a child on her own. So she gets a sperm donor, and um, it turns out seven years later, she realizes that the actual sperm donor is her best friend, (laughs) who switched his ingredient with the actual donor's ingredient, um, which resulted in a very neurotic and adorable Mm seven-year-old. That's the kind of kid I'd want. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we had seen this film before. I don't think we saw it on the streaming service. I feel like we rented it from the library for some reason. Support your local libraries. But um, <laughs> we, had, we had seen this and about the only thing we could remember from this was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. I, I really um, did figure that that was, yeah. Because he has, like, the weirdest part in this movie. And we'll get into details later. But I enjoy this. I enjoyed this more the second time around because it's just, it's just a lot of fun. It's a mm-hmm. little it's a little creepy in parts, but it's mostly fun. Like, Jason Bateman and the kid are fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. Devin, had you seen this at all? I hadn't. This is my first time seeing it. And, okay, so you guys know me, right? I am Mr. Cynic. And mm-hmm. like chat, <laughs> chat is actually saying that Jennifer Aniston feels like she's stuck in like the same part all the time. And like, I, I kind of get that where I feel like Jennifer Aniston is typecast in the same way Jason Bateman's typecast. So without watching this movie, I knew what this movie was in my own mind. Uh, I was wrong. The movie was a lot of fun. Um, I liked it a lot. And I didn't realize I needed Jason Bateman and Jeff Goldblum as an on-screen duo. I needed I needed that. That was good for the soul. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, and that's, I mean, that was my first reaction because she saw it first and then you were trying to get me to watch it. And the only thing that I knew Jason Bateman from by that point was the movie with Will Smith. The little ha- superhero thing. Hancock? Hancock. Hancock. Oh, man. So, so, like, that was the only thing that I really knew him from. So I'm like, guy that was Hank, like that was will smith's lawyer him like he's in a movie like this and then the whole and and then that was before i was a fan of like friends really so like the whole uh so the whole thing with like jennifer aniston really wasn't an appeal for me mm. when it came to like something like this and it was like okay jeff goldblum's in it but he's not the main character so it took her a while to get me to actually see this but then when i did and i was kind of like huh, huh, and then it got to the bathroom scene and i was like oh i love this movie i was like oh I love it. 
um, first of all, um, how do you not remember Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park? Like, why is it not the first one that pops up? But Hancock, I didn't even know he was in no, there. No, 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 not Jeff. No, Goldblum. no, no. Jason oh, Bateman. Jason Bateman. 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 Yeah. He's talking about Jason Bateman. Is Jason he Bateman. Hancock? He is. Yeah, he's oh, Will Smith's lawyer. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Devin, I thought it was just Will Smith. Devin, what is your go-to Jason Bateman? Oh, my Jason Bateman is uh, Arrested Development Jason Bateman every yeah. time. Same here. That's my, that's my favorite Bateman. I liked him in Horrible Bosses. I didn't see that one. This is the first of four movies that he did with Jennifer Aniston, including the Horrible Bosses movies. She's in those two? Yeah. yeah. She's one of the Horrible Bosses. I did not know that. She, yeah. like, she like sexually harasses Charlie Day for two movies. It's weird. <laughs> Is it weird that of the like the three main actors, that's the one that I want to see in that situation though? I just want him to be like Charlie Day boys, like <laughs> while Jennifer Anderson's hitting on him. I think that's fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's who's it's Jason Bateman, Charlie Day, and Jason Sudeikis. Is he the other yeah. one? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I have notes for this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, that's like... Of all of them, this is the I one guess. you have notes for? Well, this is the first one I watched, so I had good intentions of taking notes for everything. And then uh, <laughs> and then yesterday happened, and I was like, you know what? Not taking notes. We're just doing this live. Yeah, we're doing it live. Um, so this is Jeff Goldblum. I think the reason Jeff Goldblum stood out to me from watching this before is this is him at his Jeff Goldblumiest? Because I'm pretty, I'm ninety nine percent sure they did not give him a script for this. They just gave him like, okay, this is what has to happen in this scene. Go do your things. Like, ah, ah, yes, uh, <laughs> Diane Sawyer. <laughs> um. So yeah, like it's just every moment he's in this movie, it just like steals the scene. And I would love to see him go against like Jason Bateman's uh, straight man more. Like Absolutely. I don't, I don't, I don't need to switch too, but I want to see those two work together more. A switch well, Anna, would you, be interesting. Anna, you're a big Jeff Goldblum fan. Where does this rank on like Jeff Goldblum roles for you? <laughs> it ranks high on Jeff Goldblum roles for me but I, I um I tried watching like we watched this together and then I went at s- some time had passed because I don't have a concept of time but some time had passed I don't know how long I went to visit my best friend in DC and we were trying to watch a movie like on Netflix or something and I was like oh let's watch the switch like the switch is good let's watch the switch and so she's like cool so we put it on and she went to get some wine so she didn't see the opening credits roll and so we got like 10 minutes into the movie and then Jeff Goldblum shows up on the movie and she's like really and clicked it off and we ended up watching Crimson Peak instead because like what? Because she knew the reason why I wanted to watch the movie, and at the time, like, she was keeping, like, a list of the men that I found attractive, and she was like, no, bad Anna, we're gonna watch Crimson Peak instead. And I was like, okay, I really wanted to watch this, and then we were both like, why did we watch this? At but, the time, he was keeping a list. She still she's has still that maintaining, list. Yeah, she's still maintaining I, I have a copy of it somewhere. <laughs> but yeah so it's i didn't get to see it that time and then when i tried to watch it with him the other day i um kind of fell asleep 
and then I woke up to more Jeff Goldblum. Like, I was only awake for Jeff Goldblum scenes in this movie. So he, it, it ranks somewhere, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, yeah. the Lost, like, he did The Fly, you got The Lost World, you've got Transylvania 6500. Like, there's movies <laughs> of his that are above this, but it's not bad. Yeah. In terms of Jeff Goldblum, like, it's, it's definitely yeah. a movie he did. <laughs> Okay, getting away from Jeff Goldblum. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry uh, I brought also, it up. He's also not the main character yeah, in this, so I'm not surprised. And I like yeah. Jason no. Bateman sometimes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I had a question based off this movie. Um, so the kid in this has a collection of picture frames with like the stock pictures. What's the strangest thing you guys collect? Like, from the outside is a weird thing to collect. Because for me, we oh, talked about this before the show, it's my collection of retail VHS DVD pins from, like, Walmart and Kmart <laughs> in the late 90s, early 2000s that I have on display back behind here, featuring Independence Day with stars Jeff Goldblum, but never mind that. Uh... Uh, Chad collects A-tracks. A-tracks. That's oh, cool. nice. That, That's a good collection. That is cool. That is cool. Uh, Polar Knights, what's your prize eight track? I'm really curious to know. And why is it Lionel Richie? <laughs> Hello. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do I collect? I collect. Oh man, I yeah, I collect Disney pins. Uh, and I mean, as a 31 year old man, that probably seems super weird, but I love it. I'm not mad. What do you? What about you? Rich magnets from everywhere we travel. Oh, nice. That's cool. That's, that's it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're still trying to think about what, because there's... Insulators. Oh, the insulators. I was going to say, you guys oh, have yeah. insulators. Yes, because uh, the thing is, like, I think she was trying to mouth ins- uh, uh, insulators to me, and I just, like, it wasn't registering. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, uh, my grandfather used to be a lineman for the, for Cook County in Illinois, so the city of Chicago, and mm-hmm. so because of that, we got, like, uh, um, those glass, uh, things that the power, that the power lines wrap around on top of telephone poles, those right. are insulators, and so, okay. uh, so whenever we go to, like, antique malls, um, what I'm looking for is weird shapes, weird colors, and what state is stamped in glass on the bottom of them, so you got Illinois, Pennsylvania, like, California, wherever they were made and the different sizes depend on what the usage was for so like you know so you've got like real heavy duty power lines or ones in cities and like uh, like depending on how like what the uh, like population is you get Mm -hmm. multiple like rungs on it for like multiple cables so basically the taller the insulator the more urban the area that it was set in so there was that but the reason why i was kind of confused is because we also have a very substantial marble animal collection Oh, okay. I've seen those. We was it like two hundred some at this point? Like we have a zoo. It's over two hundred. It's over two hundred. That's, unu- that's not as unusual as the insulators. I feel no, like they're more common. It's more common, but I mean, like we have like uh, marble cobras, a marble stingray, um, like we have tons of different animals. So it's like I was trying to f- figure out which one we wanted to say first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about Is you? That, yeah. Do you have anything? Either the loose Star Trek action figures or my caboodles. Oh, yeah. It's the caboodles. Where she can put her loose Star Trek figures if she wanted to. She doesn't. So they're just all over the place. 
What's a, what's a caboodle? Go grab one. Okay. I'm so excited <laughs> to see this. Is it like a, yeah, a holder? It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. Okay, Devin, I want you to take a guess at what a caboodle is. Like, just, just guess. I think is we it, have, I mean, I, I think it's like, I, I'm picturing like the phrase, the whole kit and caboodle. And like, I, it's just like a, a, is it a box? Like a chalice? A chalice? It's a tackle. That's a caboodle? It's a tackle box for makeup. Why'd you give me the head? Really? <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> but yeah. Did not know that's what those were. Oh. You want to open it's one? It's a tackle up? box. Or... Uh, Come on. I can if I you want to. They're not well organized. But... Anna has two more over there that you didn't bring over. I didn't think I was showing you yeah. my entire collection. Nobody else had to do that, but all right. <laughs> I did. <laughs> 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 so okay follow-up question for the couples oh that's nice Aww, though I love that. so we kind of started our collection uh together like the disney pins yeah but like how long into your relationship like anna how long into your relationship did you pull out the caboodles like was that like a date one at the movies you were like by the way i brought two with me <laughs> and then like and then like ryan ryan were you like how long into it were you like you like animals, but not alive. And then, like, pull out your pull out your menagerie. Like, how long in, until dating each other did you tell each other about the collections? When did I? I can't say it. I can't say what I want to say. When did I pull out my marble snake? Is what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, that one. I'm gonna get hit later. I'm gonna get hit later. Uh, I'm curious. I really uh, want to okay. know. Well, I guess um, I just started doing the pins thing about two years ago. Mm-hmm. So that was like a, a thing that happened just from going to antique malls. Like it wasn't something I set out to do. It was like, oh, hey, this is cool. Oh, I like this. Oh, I guess I'm collecting these now. <laughs> so <laughs> and then you've had caboodles since you were a kid. Yeah, I desperately wanted my sister's caboodle. And I wasn't allowed it, obviously. And then COVID hit, and she went on eBay and bid on two. <laughs> she bid on two at once, thinking she'd only win one, and then won them that's both. Not what well, that's what we're saying happened. <laughs> no, well, it was. It, that's basically what happened. There was more to it. First, we don't have a large bathroom area, and so all of my makeup and hair stuff would just tumble and like was taking up too much room. Mm. And I was like, well, sure. when I was in high school, I kept everything in my caboodle because that way I could just take it like and get ready. And it was convenient. I was like, I want a caboodle, but not the one that I had in high school because in the 2000s, they went to crap as far as their oh, the way they were manufactured. The quality and sure. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to buy a vintage one. And I like found one on Poshmark and I was like, I'm going to make an offer. Like, and I really lowballed them. Not thinking that in COVID, people are just going to accept it. Because usually you do a lowball and they either ignore you or they're like, I'm going to counter offer like just $5 off, not 50% off. And then I didn't hear from them. And then I heard from somebody else. Like I found on eBay and like, yeah, I bought one. Then the Poshmark one came through. I was like, I guess I'll have two. And then the third one that I actually bid on after a week, nobody else bid on it. So I got that one and they threw something in. And then we found the big one at the antique store. Yeah. So it's gone insane where they're just breeding. She um, she gets <laughs> she got all of these caboodles. Then we go to the antique mall near us, and there's just like a whole display of caboodles. I'm like, good god! Oh no! 
<laughs> Meanwhile, I picked up like five pins that day, so it was all good. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it all works out. <laughs> okay. So Ryan, uh, how long? So actually, Kristen's the one with the marble animals. Okay. Uh, her, uh, your grandfather got you your first one, right? No, I got it on an antique mall. Oh, that's oh. right. Right, you did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that was the first uh, like collection that it we was started probably doing. Eight years old. Yeah. When I first got it. Yeah. Oh so, wow. Yeah. Um, and so it was, you know, like that happened. It became a thing, right? Like they would get you more as you got older. Or... Yeah. As soon as eBay started, my parents would look for them on eBay for me. Oh, and that's they would cool. Buy them for me for Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I showed them to you the first time you came to our to my yeah. house. Oh wow. Yeah. And um, I mean, I thought they were cool because I mean, like they're not just like like. When people think marble animals, the first thing most people think of is like the marble elephants, because those things are everywhere, and that's like the most you know recognizable ones. But paperweights. Um, or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like paperweights. But like the ones she had, are actual art. Like the person mm-hmm. who made them, like chiseled into it. So like, let's say you have a swan. Well, the back part of the swan is a bunch of like holes, and there's a little tinier swan carved through those holes inside of it. Wow. So these are more like ornate. Um, and so we just, we'd go out to, uh, we'd go to antique malls and that's kind of like our treasure hunt. Um, for me, like my grandfather had a ton of them and they were in our basement and you thought they were really cool the first time you saw them. Um, yeah, the insulators. Mm -hmm. And then we, I didn't really start looking for them until Mm -hmm. we started doing our treasure hunts for marble animals. And it was like, oh, so she has something that she can look for and I have something that I can look for. And then before we know it, I have more insulators probably um in my apartment than most of the telephone poles in like a mile radius from the house (laughs) and um (laughs) uh same thing with uh we have more animals in our apartment as marble figurines than i think some small city zoos have animals actually it is pretty cool we have more exotic animals too than what they have so (laughs) yeah take that zoo america exactly (laughs) take that (laughs) So I have a question about this movie for you guys. It has to do with Patrick Wilson, who plays the sperm donor. <laughs> Can you think of anything that he's in where he, any movie that he's in where he's not just a complete dick? <laughs> the Conjuring? Go ahead, Ryan. The Conjuring movies. Yeah. The yeah. Conjuring universe. Okay. I haven't seen those. So the only exception I could think of was... He was on a season of Fargo. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And I really liked him in that. But that's about the only thing I like him in. Everything else, he's just kind of always plays the douche. <laughs> well, he's just, like, very, like, toxically positive in this. To the point where, like, <laughs> dude, you got to stop this. Yeah. Oh. But was he toxic? <laughs> was he... Uh, was he... I feel like that is a reaction to him getting divorced. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because like, yeah. because at the party he was normal, I think. Like he was kind of shy. He was mm-hmm. like I don't I didn't think it was going to be a party to do this. He seemed normal. And then afterwards he he, he was like the only thing that's going to get you through life is a smile. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's like he turned into that guy, but I mean, I really like the whole viking analogy that that, that that was done in this because i mean holy cow he is 
So do we want to get into the ethics of what Jason Bateman does? I was going to ask if anyone here saw or listened to Donor 9623. What is that? Oh, goodness. It is a podcast. Ooh. It is pheno- It's phenomenal. I think it's only like four episodes, and it's about this movie. It's about a donor from New Jersey who, on the donor list, he likens himself to Tom Cruise. He has a high IQ. He has a Harvard degree. He's athletic. He's funny. He's smart. He is the perfect donor. So, And he's so popular and so well-requested that the donor agency actually calls him up and is like, hey, can you provide more? We have a lot of a lot of demand for you. Turns out he was a man with mental issues and there was no screening process. Oh, wow. So all of these women who had selected him as his donor ended up with children with his inherited issues that he didn't disclose. Uh, And it's horrifying. And I couldn't stop thinking about that during this thing. (laughs) Wow. That's yeah. I feel like it's a great podcast. What was that? What'd you say? It was in the news. Wasn't that in the news? It was in the news. I was going to say, because yeah. I definitely heard about that, but I don't listen to podcasts. Sorry. <laughs> Ironic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you don't. She watches, though. She watches this watch. on uh, YouTube, which you can, uh, if you miss our live streams, you can always follow us on YouTube and check us out there. Um. <laughs> well, you were saying something about it, too, right? When we watched it, about what Jason Bateman doing, like whether it was ethical or not. When Jason Bateman switched, mm-hmm. you said, like, you had a couple of comments about that, too, right? Yeah. Well, first of all, you could have just have said, whoops, I spilled your thing. Can you, In- give, can you give some more? Ingredients. Yeah, yeah. ingredients. <laughs> Who hasn't asked that question before? Yeah. What? To, a, I have to a Viking. <laughs> to a Viking. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it, to me, like, that's... To me, this is that's that's a major part of the humor of this movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um, is like how ridiculous of a situation he gets himself in, and of course he's messed up. He's drunk. He's on that pill that her friend uh, has given her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, has given him, and it's just the ridiculousness of the situation of how it happens. He like it's like he's playing with it because he's drunk. <laughs> And he's high and he's upset about the whole situation. So he's like, you know, like trying to make himself feel better by, by like, oh, I'm going to drown them. I'm, as I'm going to drown them, in, you know, like in the sink. And then he actually does it. Um, and then it's just what he thinks about doing. And then you've got the whole Martha Stewart, like, joke thing thrown in there. Diane that, Sawyer. Diane Sawyer. Sorry. They're interchangeable. Um, <laughs> interchangeable. <and> he, <laughs> so, One went I mean, to jail. The other one's Diane Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so you've got, you've got, so, I mean, you've got that happening, and of course he, he forgets, you know, because he just represses everything, and then you have the whole thing with, you know, his, you know, uh, his best friend telling him, like, ooh, you were scaring me, man, like, you throw, you know, you, th- uh, you barfed in the hallway, you know, you scared me last night, you know, you know, going on about a Viking and a trade, and then you've got the reaction of, like, the kid, because, I mean, like, I mean, it's like, as the viewer, you know what happened, you know what he did. Um, just by everything that was going on. And then you get, it's like, to me, the humor is him finding out that it's his kid and seeing all of the little things. Like, uh, uh, it's like when she points him out for the first time and he sees the kid smiling at the tank and he's like, oh, okay, he's fine. And then he moves away and there's a little Jason Bateman frowning at the tank. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that this is, this is going to be great. Gonna be great. <laughs> so I feel like the conceit for this movie was, 
So you you have rom coms where the the mother knows who the father father is, but the father doesn't know. So I think they want it. Like I think the conceit of this was let's have the 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 guy know that he's the father, but the mother has no clue. And how's the what's the best way to do that? Oh, you switch sperm samples before uh, <laughs> artificial insemination. Yeah. Uh, by the way, do you guys know what the working title, the original title for this movie was before the switch? Oh, no. Imposter? The Baster. The Baster? Oh, that's great. That's <laughs> no, why the turkey baster was, yeah, was in there. It was. That's Ew. an amazing joke, too. That's an amazing joke in, it, in that movie. I have a confession to make. We were watching the movie, and she goes, he goes, well, how does that even happen? She's like, well, she takes a turkey baster, and I literally turned to Romana and went, really, the turkey baster? Like, it didn't hit me as a joke until the character said it was a joke, which shows how incredibly ignorant I am. Okay, so Devin, I, I, I really have a confession to make. I we keep I, losing Ryan. I was really oh, I lost betting. It. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm still here. Okay. Yep, you're Am back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> I have a confession to make. I was hoping that that you were gonna say something like that because to be, <laughs> to be honest, yeah, tiny tiny bit honest. Yeah. I see some of you in in Jason Bateman in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me more. I want to know. It it has to do with like we'll watch a movie and then you'll bring up this irritation you had and then and then and then like Alan has to talk you down. You know, it's our segment. You know, it's like yeah, let's help Devin. Like I feel like Jason Bateman's character in this would do that. Like I could see him sitting at the office over. You know overhearing a conversation in the hallway, somebody talking about, let's say, The Matrix. And then somebody says, oh, yeah, no, Keanu Reeves is in it, and this person's is in it, and I can see him at his desk looking at stock reports, tapping his pen, going, yeah, it's going to be a surfer movie. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Do you, do you see that for me? Yeah. You see a little bit of Jason Bateman in me? <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> especially you know, the kid part. Especially the kid. Because I swear that was you as a child. Probably. I don't know why I turned to Romana. She didn't know me as a kid. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, yeah, that probably was, yeah. Obviously, not as, like, concentrated, but, I mean, I could definitely see you asking the same questions that kid did. And to be honest, if, 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 if you were, let's say, seven years old in 2010, I could definitely see you as somebody that would be surfing WebMD and your mom would have to tell you, stay off WebMD. Or they yeah, find it. They they find what you your search results in your diary, and then they have to have a meeting with you. And then they have to have it sit down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All so, right. I mean, the... <laughs> Do we have anything else we want to talk about with the switch? No, I don't think so. No, fine. Yeah, it was a fun movie. I liked it. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm happy. Yeah. Now, now we just talked about three movies that our wives made us watch. That most of them were movies that we just haven't gotten them, gotten around to watching with them yet, even though they wanted us to. What is the movie that you guys want to watch that your wives have refused to watch with you? Oh boy! Wait, I don't even know which one you're gonna say. Um, can I pick a TV series? Go for it. No. Uh... Yeah, he said, it, he said, "Go for it." Because, because for the most part, Romano will watch. Like, we would just watch the same stuff. Uh, but I really, really, really want her to watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> okay. No, she won't do it. 
Have you watched Better Call Saul? I saw bits and pieces of it. Okay. Why oh, yeah. why won't you watch yeah. why won't you watch Breaking Bad? Oh, no particular reason. I, I just have a hard time getting into it. I guess. Okay. It's like, if maybe it's just a drag of like, oh, so many seasons again, or something like that. And like, I don't know. Just never really gave it a fully chance or something. There's no hate or anything. Okay. For it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I um, I <laughs> Kristen had to like badger me over the head to, to finally watch that and mm-hmm. i will admit the first season was really tough for me oh, and it wasn't yeah. until the second season started that i was like oh my god i was wrong i should have watched this when he told <laughs> me to. but the first season i was like oh my god when's this gonna get better like the next episode would start and i'm like oh they're dragging this on again and then the second season started and i'm like oh, i'm so happy i watched the first season see <laughs> that, that, that show was on when i was in film school and everyone loved it so i was the film student who was like i'm not watching that until it's done so a friend yeah. of the show chad and i were working on a feature film the weekend that the show ended and we were staying at somebody's house in the woods somewhere like he had an inn so we were just crashing at somebody's house who wasn't home we watched the pilot on netflix the night before the finale just to be those dicks <laughs> uh, good um ryan how about you um i think Kristen's better at answering this one because there's a lot of stuff that <laughs> i kind of like wanted her to watch with me um but to actually get to like the pinnacle of what she will never watch with me i'll just refer to her star trek really anything star okay even the, there even we go. the movies the, no i'll watch the movies oh, some okay of them, but the old tv show you won't like okay so have... when you say the old tv show like you're talking the about like the 90s watching ones on netflix all the time okay yeah she's talking about the 90s track she's talking about the 90s track <laughs> why um I can't get into it. I don't Look, this is this is from a fellow person who will not watch the old Star Trek either. Um, I, I I'm just curious what your reasons are. I don't know. It, it, um, it can't I think be. It's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The, okay. The makeup. The... You know what? Her biggest complaint whenever I'm trying to get her to watch a scene for something um, uh-huh. is the makeup for the aliens. Like whenever they show a Klingon or whenever they show one of the other aliens, it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, like at this point I watch it and it's like, whatever, it's, it's a TV show. It's from the nineties. I'll, you know, it's whatever it's set design, but I could definitely understand where, like, if somebody's not, you know, like if you're not, if you're not interested in it to begin with, and then you have Worf comes walking out on scene and you can (laughs) clearly see where the glue line is for the headpiece. I mean, it can be distracting. I, you know, I will, I will fully admit that. The reason why I let her answer that question is because I have a lot of stuff like yeah. Dragon Ball Z and mm. a lot of other movies. Yeah, that it's just you know the whole different taste thing. I, so, and I think that part of the like part of the thing I can understand with Star Trek is there are so many seasons and it's not like the storyline goes through for everything. It's a lot more right. episodic than it is serialized. So I can see why that. Like why people want to want to get into that? Uh, Ryan Chat is calling out uh, Deep Space Nine as being horrible. Do you have a short statement in response to that? <laughs> you cut out there. Uh-huh. Uh, Chat is saying Deep Space Nine is horrible. Do you have a short response to that? 
they don't like it when the show actually deep dives into other alien cultures except for Earthling. So, I mean, if they don't care about other races and figuring out what their cultures are, then by all means you can watch Next Gen. Um, <laughs> but to me, Deep Space Nine, when you watch Next Gen and you watch the earlier Star Trek stuff, um, really shines a mirror to the Federation and shows its flaws. Um, and it's the only Star Trek series, like I said before, uh, like in other shows, like you get a little bit of like what the Klingon culture is in next gen, you get a little bit of what other cultures are, but you deep dive into the car, uh, into the Cardassians, you deep dive into the Bajorans, you deep dive into the Klingons and the Romulans and they go through their cultures. There are whole episodes where they just deal with those characters and what's going on on their planets and what's going on in their political spectrum. And to me, it's a lot more interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, if you, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. It's a great short, short, great short response. I mean, no, I mean, there was no real. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. did. I did not yeah. get into Cisco and how great of a father he is and all of that stuff. Okay. And I could. So, I, I guess for us, it's The Simpsons, right? Except I watch The Simpsons with not you. Not always. You watch I'm not the... going to watch the entire show with you. It's been like on 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all so good. Yeah, I, I don't have that. Funnily enough, I was watching it last night, and they, uh -huh. did, a, they did a joke about Star Trek from the 90s. Uh, they had to go through and recreate all of the uh, photos from their memory book, and they oh, had to wow. recreate their viewing party for the Voyager finale. So it's like Dr. Hibbert's dressed as a, as a Vulcan. And then Lenny is just seven of nine. Uh, but what else is, is there any movies? Most of the stuff of the podcast, I'm on my own. TV shows like movies. I can handle It's a TV show. Yeah. And the only TV show so, I really watch is like the Simpsons. And Smallville, but you get mad at me when I watch Smallville. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why? Hold on. Uh, uh, well, that does it for this week. No. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you that story off camera. <laughs> off the line. So hold on. Um, why won't you watch Simpsons, uh, all of the Simpsons, Anna? Is it just like too much or? It's just so too much, I think. Like there's too many. Yeah. Yeah, I have too much other stuff going on in my life and other shows that I want to watch. I don't have it in me to watch 30 years worth of a show. Like I'll watch the Treehouse of Terrors. I'll watch the episodes mm -hmm. that are his favorite, but I'm not going to sit down from season one and watch all of it. Like, it's like what? 31 seasons. Yeah, now? That's too much. I don't like, uh, -uh I don't have the attention span. Yeah. Like I can handle Futurama. Futurama, Futurama is contained. And I started that at the <laughs> beginning. Like I can't start a show that started when I was born like no that's too long i haven't even seen all of sesame street like i'm not gonna wa sit and watch all of the simpsons it's um, i like the sesame streets like on your watch list first that's a good reference uh, I, I just like that comparison i really do like that comparison <laughs> all right i think that does it for this week um thank you for tuning in anyone who's watching us live on twitch you can Make, please make sure that you follow us on Twitch to make sure that you catch our next live stream, which will be this Tuesday. Where it'll be just the three of us guys talking about whatever. We don't know. It's going to be like a AMA type thing. We're just going to talk with the chat and answer movie questions, have some questions ready for each other. We're still figuring out all the details, but it's going to be a good time. So check fun. back here Tuesday at 8 o'clock Eastern. 
Um, you can find older episodes of our podcast on YouTube at You Have to Watch This Podcast. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and listen to our podcast wherever you find your podcast. And I want to thank the I want to thank our wives for joining us tonight. I hope you guys had fun. Thank you. Will you you guys want to come back and do this sometime again? Yeah. Yeah. I'm always up for it. All right. That's awesome. All right. Well, for you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And now you go. And I'm Anna. <laughs> and I'm Kristen. <laughs> and I'm Romana. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>